Hello, beautiful friends. It's me, Laura Von Holt, Fairy Boss Mother, your hostess with the mostest. Uh, quick note before this episode, this is a series of recordings that I did over a few months while I had some trouble on the home front. Um, I recorded it in little bits and then put it all together so you could hear my journey. Uh, and I did record a lot of it while I was very emotional and stressed out. And some of the recordings are pretty raw. Um, and for a little bit, I wasn't sure if I wanted to release it because um, it's some pretty like tender stuff. But then I decided that my listeners were awesome, kind and compassionate people. And that uh, your gentle ears were a soft place for my many feelings to land. So I'm going to thank you in advance for being able to trust you with some stuff that was hard for me, but I also thought it might be valuable to you in case you were also going through something too. Okay, enjoy or don't. Also, content warning, if you have high empathy, I cry a lot in this episode, so get some tissues. Okay, I love you. Here we go. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. Hello, it's Laura Von Holt, fairy boss mother, author, entrepreneur, cool person. All right, so I have to tell you this story. Um, I was when I was in France. This is a story <laughs> where I was—I think I was doing great. I was doing something. Um, so in Paris, I was with my sister and my four-year-old nephew, and so that's a whole different Paris experience. It's not just drinking champagne, although I did that. Um, but so we were trying to think of things to do with a four-year-old that would be fun and a way to like see the city. Um, but you know, four-year-olds, they don't walk too far. So you've got to, you've got to have other conveyances. Um, and my favorite thing to do is just walk around a city all day, but, uh, you can't do that with a four-year-old cause they get tired. Um, although they can run on a playground, no problem, but walking for a long time, they don't like, at least not this one. Um, so my sister and I did a bike tour and, and I was really excited because my sister was like, Oh, there's a bike tour we can do. You like ride your bike along the sun. Um, and I, in my mind immediately, like, even though I had not packed this outfit, I would somehow be in this like adorable, like puffy skirt, you know, with like a little scarf on my neck and like a basket with baguettes and flowers and like a little French dog. Like that's just the outfit that they would give me when I signed up for the bike tour, I guess. That was just how I envisioned it in my head. So what actually happened was that it was a bike tour of Paris, but so we went to more places than like just the Seine. So, um, we did see a lot of the sights and all of that, but what I had not mentally prepared for was the fact that like, well, first of all, I had not ridden, ridden a bike in like mm, 10 years. And then that we would be like in Parisian traffic through like roundabouts and stuff um and so when I get to the bike place the other problem is that I am uh five foot one ish on a good day um so my sister had a tandem bike so she was on the front part of the bike and then there was this little bike that she pulled along and so my nephew was on and he could pedal and feel like he was totally in charge but he was actually just being pulled along it's great um he's very good at riding bikes so 
uh, we were not worried about him. But I got on the adult bike and it was like way too tall. I couldn't put my feet down and I like immediately kind of crashed into a tree. So they put me on like the next size bike, which is like a kid, juvenile, teenager bike. So that was all a little too small, but at least I could like my feet could reach and I wasn't going to crash as much. But so we set off on this bike tour immediately into the streets of Paris and I like am veering all over the place. I, I was like, people always say that you never forget how to ride a bike, but they don't tell you how long it takes to remember to ride that bike when you haven't done it in 10 years. So I'm like careening through the streets of Paris. Um, everyone is like way ahead of me and I'm falling behind and I'm like going to lose the group and I'm just like pedaling for my life down the street in Paris and um, this couple is trying to cross the street and they realize that I've lost my group. I'm wearing hot pink so I'm very visible. No one else in Paris is wearing hot pink by the way. Um, and so like, like I'm careening madly down the street barely in control of this bike and this very nice French couple just stopped traffic and like and like moved you know made their hands go like please continue because they could see that I was trying to catch up this bike so I'm just like careening down the street in Paris yelling merci beaucoup merci beaucoup which means um thank you very much it's like I God, why wasn't there a reality tv show camera like I'm like I'm meters and meters behind my group careening down the street and this French couple had to stop traffic for me so that I wouldn't like get lost um so yeah I was doing I was doing super great and then we we're going through all these roundabouts and there's all this construction and again I'm gonna like lose the group and then get hit by cars and so I just start like as I was like riding to this roundabout I just start yelling je suis American je suis American which is like French for I'm American which I was like in my panic I guess I thought that was just like universal code for I'm a hot mess um please help me please don't hit me and please know that's why I can't really obey traffic laws because I'm just American I don't know I don't know um anyway I it seemed to work people people stayed out of my way and let me go first so um yeah so I was I was doing I was doing great in Paris but the bike tour was super fun and then when we did get along the Seine it was just like in my vision where I was like la 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 I'm along the river and it's so French um, although I did not have a basket with a baguette or a French dog and I did not have the right outfit I would have made such good pictures if I had been so like charmingly French um, anyway that's a funny story man je suis American is not code for I'm a hot mess don't use it um, anyway I'm back in New York now and I was kind of dreading coming back here on the plane because um, okay I don't want to say that I'm not doing great because I'm actually like totally kicking butt here but I there's a lot of things going on so I have I have Pumpkin Pounder coming out at the end of October and hopefully um, Princess of the Sea, which is my mermaid, Little Mermaid Royal Wedding book in my Sea of Love series. Hopefully that's coming out in the first week of November. So I have like two book releases about two weeks apart. That's a lot. I also realized on my writing retreat that my pen name is not working for me and I need to rebrand. So I have to like redo my website and republish books and blah, blah, blah. And um, that's just a lot of like back end work. And then tell people what my new name is and whatever. My new name, by the way, is Laura Lovely. Thank you, Laura Lovely. LauraLovelyBooks.com. Uh, but so that's just like a lot going on. But then the other thing that's like actually stressful, where like I'm like, huh, am I doing great? Uh, is that so? The whole reason this podcast started is because I had to wake up in the morning during all that construction that was in my building, right? You remember? Um, 
and the construction of my building turned into a whole other debacle because during construction they found some structural issues in my building and now there's just been like weeks of madness of like um is the building safe can we stay there okay there needs to be work done can the tenants stay there while the work is done and blah 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 um i like now all my local politicians are involved and then it's like I have to maybe temporarily relocate, but also my lease is up very soon, so I don't know how long they will relocate me for, because, and then I don't know if I'm going to be able to get back into my apartment because of, um, because of different circumstances, and so it's like, it's like, am I just temporarily relocating, or do I have to, like, actually move, and then they're they're showing me these apartments that are smaller than what I have now, and I'm like, do I have to give away all my stuff, and like, am I, is this temporary, or is this for real, so it's all very stressful, because I don't, I don't know, it's like, today is October 4th, I do not know where I will be living on November 1st, I do not know if I will still be in my apartment, I do not know if I will be in an apartment that my landlord is putting me in for a little while, I don't know if I will have had to, like, go get a broker and totally move, I don't know if my stuff will be in storage, I just don't know what's happening, um, and so it's all very stressful, and it's not like I don't have other things going on, like, building my goddamn empire, which is what I want to be doing, I don't want to be dealing with this dumb apartment stuff, I want to be building my empire, and making podcasts, and telling people how great they are, and I'm like, writing romance novels about feelings, okay, that's what I want to be doing, because I'm doing great, so I keep getting like very anxious, part of my jet lag is so that I can't really sleep, because I keep thinking about my apartment, and I keep feeling angry at like circumstances, and then I was like, maybe the universe wants me to move and like telling me to shake things up. And all my horoscopes are like, oh, you're definitely gonna have to move and you have to like confront all sorts of like money issues and things that you've like structural things, blah, blah, blah. It's all like structure, 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 move, 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 be responsible. Also, you're building your empire and setting up your platform for future fame. Like that's literally what my horoscope always tells me is how famous I'm going to be. And I'm like, I know, but like a little more help, please. Like who should I be emailing about getting so famous? Anyway, right now I feel very nervous about where I'm going to live. I don't know where I'm going to be. So I'm just going to sit here near the Hudson River. And I'm just going to leave this message for my future self. And then when I've figured out where I'm going to be and everything's actually turned out okay, I can go back and listen to this and be like, see, girl, you were fine. So here's my prayer, my wish, my spell. Take a deep breath, put my hand on my heart, and try not to cry. Because I'm so nervous about where I'm going to live. I don't want to be homeless. I don't want to hate where I live. I don't want to move at all. I love where I live. I love my block. I love walking to the river. I love my neighbors. And when I go to get coffee, I get free coffee a lot because they just like me. I don't want to lose that. Um, okay, so here's my wish for myself. You put yourself in good situations. You always land on your feet. You take good care of yourself. You like where you live, and you know how to get what you want. I also have to say there's, like, this little, like, there's always this, like, New York real estate can bring up, like, just, like, the worst in people. And there's always this, like, fear that, like, they're going to be, like, actually, all like, I'm going to apply for apartment. And, like, instead of wanting to look at my credit score, they're going to be, like, these are your past transgressions. You have, like fucked up in these eight ways and now you can't have a place to live or something like something ridiculous like that these are like like 
contract real estate sucks. Those are my own like things I'm working through. So future self, you did a really good job. You found a good place to live. You're really happy and it's easy to build your empire where you are. Also, time for an upgrade probably. So like get some new dishes. <laughs> I will update this when this is all worked out and I love my life and I'm not worried anymore. You're doing great. Um, hello, update. Uh, annoyingly, I just recorded this and it didn't save. And that's just kind of, that's just in line with what's happening. Um, so update on my apartment is it's like a law and order episode every day. I don't know what's going to happen. Still, everything is unclear. Um, so I decided to go look at some open houses and, uh, looking, yeah, just looking for, I don't know, looking. Um, and so my friend Luke, shout out to my friend Luke, you guys, he's very invested in my apartment situation because over last Christmas, while I was with my family, he stayed in my apartment, was like, this is not good enough for you. <laughs> you need an upgrade. Um, repainted, redecorated, literally everything made it into like a museum of Laura with all of my beautiful tiaras and princess stuff and mermaid stuff everywhere. I live in a beautiful pink bedroom now. He built me all of these bookshelves and like, it is like a museum of Laura. It's like all of my accomplishments and all the things that I love displayed beautifully in a wonderful, artful manner. So Luke is very invested in my apartment situation and literally I would be nothing without him. <laughs> so thank you, Luke. Um, so he started, he's like, I just started shopping for apartments for you. <laughs> like he saw what I had been looking at and what my building landlords people had been showing me and was like, mm, no, mm, no. And also he was like, you can live near me, <laughs> which I was like, ooh. So he, we were walking in his neighborhood and he was pointing out buildings. And then we walked into one building and um, we asked if they had like a leasing office. And they're like, oh, they're busy. But here, this is a list of 10 apartments. We can just give you keys and you can just self-tour. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. It might not be a thing. It might have just happened to us. But we got to get these keys and go look at apartments like on our own um and so of course I was like well I need the full range like can we look at the corner unit and like and if they had a penthouse available I would have asked for the key for it just you know for just just to know um so Luke and I are walking into these apartments and like they are similar to the price that I was looking at in other neighborhoods um but this is like marble counters and like I don't know, new floors and like, and, and a dishwasher. And, and like, it was just, it was just like nice. And I was like, I, I mean, it sounds so crazy, but like you live in New York in a 120 year old building for 10 years and you don't have like a sense of what's like what people expect from their living situations. Like, like I know in other places in America, people have dishwashers and they're like, when they, when they do things with their appliances, they press buttons and things happen, but like, not me. <laughs> basically live like it's 1910. <laughs> okay. um, and so, and I, so I was like kind of just blown away, like, oh, right. Like other people look for a, a home and they just expect this. And I'm like, this is crazy luxury. Like just the fact that it's nice at all is luxury. Um, 
which I live in a beautiful neighborhood and an old landmarked block. And so there's other trade-offs, but I was like, oh, right, right. Um, and it was so interesting because I became like so confronted by things I did not know that I thought about myself. Um, and like, it's just, it's just wild. And like, you know, like, like there's a lobby and an elevator and Luca's like, oh, this is scuffed. Oh, oh, oh. And I'm like, but, th but it exists at all. <laughs> like it's wild. And people are just like walking past the doorman and like going up to their building and like living their lives. And like, this is normal. Like they're like, this is what I should expect for my life. This is, this is how I should live. Um, like it's just, it's just normal for them. And I was like, oh my god, I'm living in some, like, warped alternate reality where, like, I think that, like, the best I can do is to, like, climb six floors up to a garret and just, like, live there with, like, a bucket of coal or something. Like, what? Like, and the weird thing, too, is, like, I love, I love luxury. Like, when I travel and I'm at hotels and I'm, like, everything's so fancy. And, like, then I'm, like, oh, yes, of course, this is how it goes. But when I was looking for, like, looking for a home... I was like, oh, I don't belong here. And like, even looking at the listing online for this building, when I saw photos of like the lounge and the business center and all of the amenities, it was like my mind went blank. Like, and I just couldn't even see the photo because I, I could not match up that I would look at a building where those things existed. Like, I just thought those were like pretty photos they put for filler. <laughs> only live in a building with that has an elevator and amenities and I'm like you are wild <laughs> like, um so yeah I'm watching people like walk in this building and go into their apartments and I'm like oh my god like I mean no, like they're wearing like business suits and I'm a little intimidated because like I always wear like glitter sneakers and every time I see somebody with like super gainful employment and they work in like a finance sector I'm like oh well why maybe I'm doing it wrong oh not everyone's vision for their life is to like talk to strangers on the internet and be like you're doing great who wants to read my romance novel <sighs> it's like there was that intimidation but like the part like I've, I've just been crying all morning but the part that like that makes me like that just like squeezed my heart is that I had all these feelings of like, oh, I don't belong here, which is ridiculous cognitively because it, I saw the paper of like what was required to live there and I fit it. Like they want a credit check, they want this, they want a cashier's check and they want to like prove this income. And it was like, here you go. Like, here's my papers. Like I had every, everyone that lives in that building had to prove these things and I can prove those things. Like there's nothing that separates me from them. Except that I f felt like I didn't belong. I, f I felt like I I shouldn't I shouldn't be there, um, and and there's like like there's no moral judgment. Like I'm not better or worse than any of those people. But I didn't. I did not know that my vision for myself was warped. Like when I think about myself, I think that I'm always thinking, "I'm a unicorn princess, and I'm wonderful, and I everything can happen for me, yay!" But when I w walked into like the reality of like where I could live, like where like where you can make your home, like where you see yourself making your home. I think it like brought up all of this stuff for me about what I actually believe about myself. And it was really, it was really jarring and really shocking. Um, and the, like what I've been crying about this morning is like, 
thank God for my friends. You know, like, just like, like, thank God for my friends because when I think about my friends, I see no limits for them. Like, it's like, you're the princess of possibility. You're the, you're the president of everything. Like, it's all clear blue skies. Anything they could ever want, I see it for them. I, I, I see no, no limits. Like, like they are everything to me and they can have everything. Um, and I'm sure there's things that they think about themselves where they don't believe that, but, but I see it for them. And, and I walked into this building. I was like, it's obvious to Luke that I, that I could live here. Like, it's obvious. He sees no problem. It's like high rise building, step one, NBD. Like you're like, you're my princess and you need a palace. But when I was like in that building, I was like, I don't, I don't actually see that for myself. Like, I, th I think I pretend to see it, but like when it came down to like, do you want to like, you know, fill out an application? I was like, even though I fit every qualification, I feel like I don't qualify. Like something about me does not believe that this could be for me. There's no reason to believe that. And I'm so grateful for my friends because when I, I don't see limits for them and they don't see limits for me. Um, and so when I'm, I'm having a hard time and I'm stressed out, but I can, I can lean on them and I can borrow what they see from me and I can, I can try it on. I can practice feeling it until I can feel it for myself. And I can, I trust them, so I can trust that what they're seeing is real. Because, like, like, me living in a nice place is they're like, you have basic human rights. <laughs> like, basic human American rights to a dishwasher. <laughs> like, they're like, they're like, this is, this is a, this is a, a no-brainer. <laughs> like, um, like, but you're a princess and here's a palace. <laughs> like, but I didn't, I didn't know that I know, I didn't know that I thought that about myself, that I didn't think that I qualified for something nice. Um, and there's something that I have to work through about how I think about where I can live, how I can be in the world, what, I don't know if, I don't know if it's like a value judgment or, or what, but I have some thinking to do and some work to do on what I think is possible for myself and what I could receive where I could just freaking live um so yeah that was like really eye-opening whoa all my horoscopes were totally right I was gonna be confronted um and uh I mean I'm not saying that we all need to move into luxury high-rise buildings to find ourselves <laughs> But I might. <laughs> like, I might need to move into a luxury high-rise building so I can find myself. <laughs> like, so I can find myself and practice putting myself in the places where I do belong. I, I you know, like New York City is so crazy like that. Because there's such a disparity in everything and it, every single situation is so different. And I, I think I'm still, I'm still, I think I'm holding on to things I thought when I was like 20 or 21 or 22. And my situation is different now. So yeah, um, 
I still, I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know anything. I haven't signed anything. I don't, I don't, I know nothing about my future. Uh, but, uh, I definitely have to, I have to up level in my heart and my mind. Like, if, even if I don't move into a high rise, I need to like, I need to have a high rise in my heart, in my mind, in my soul, and in my idea of myself. So that's what I'm working on. Um, you're doing great. Um, <clears throat> update. It is now mid-November. Mid to late. No, it'll be before Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, if you remember what she will because you just heard it I was like I don't know where I'm going to live on November 1st or November 30th I don't know where I'm going to live and um, I, I, I do know where I will be living now um, but the so my therapist was on maternity or family leave for the whole time that my apartment stuff has been going on and um, thank goodness she came back and um and I was telling her everything that was happening and how I like didn't know what to do and you know, I was just like I'm so I'm so freaking mad and I'm a landlord and the situation and change and I don't wanna leave my neighborhood and it's so expensive. Um and you know, because she's a good therapist, she was like I'm paraphrasing here, she was like, It sounds like um life is kind of forcing a change on you and the question that it's asking is will you engage with the process or will you uh ig ignore it <laughs> i was like ooh, ooh, that's so deep am i gonna just like stick my head in the sand and be like la 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 it's not happening or am i gonna like climb on in there get in the muck and like feel feelings and like you know figure out what to do next and yeah and i was like i mean obviously like I'm not going to ignore it because I literally can't. But also, the other options on the way more Indiana Jones. So I was like, yes, please. I will be an emotional adventurer through this landscape of terror. Thank you so much. What a great idea. Let's do that. Um, so uh, the other thing she said to me, because she was like, well, do you have like a future vision for yourself? And I was like, no, because I'm just mad. I just think about how I don't want to go. And uh, she very helpfully was like, well, you're not probably not going to be able to um, envision the future until you, uh, you know, admit some of this anger. So um, I went home and I like wrote all these angry things in my journal and I was like, so mad, so mad. I don't want to go. You can't make me and I'm the boss of me. And even though the tenant laws say I got to go, I'm just, I'm still the boss of me. Mad, 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 mad. Um, and then what really helped me is after I wrote in the journal, I got in the shower and I was like, maybe I'll just be mad about this for the next year, two years, three years, seven years. Maybe I'll just be mad about it. Maybe I'm not going to, I think I was like waiting for like a moment of relief where I'd be like, I'm ready to leave. Let me move on gracefully into the next phase of my life. And, um, I'm actually just, um, no, <laughs> they can't make me. I'm, I'm, I have to move. I have to move, but uh, I'm letting myself be mad about this for as long as I want. Years, even. <laughs> and uh, once I um, 
also gave myself permission to feel mad about this for as long as I want. I stopped feeling so mad. And that was it's funny. Um, and then another thing that helped me is that I went, was in Miami for a friend's birthday. And my friend, Elizabeth Taylor, yes, that's her real name. She has just moved to Miami. Um, and I went to visit her apartment. And it's just like adorable little condo. It's built like in the 70s. And it reminds me of something my grandmother lived in in Hilo, Hawaii, where I'm from Hawaii. But... I didn't live in Hilo, but my grandmother did. And, you know, it looks out right onto the water. There's an elevator and a dishwasher. And I was like, what to girl? And it was like so beautiful and so easy. And I was like, oh, oh, um, this is an exaggeration, but I think I have some sort of like mild Stockholm syndrome going on with my apartment building. Like, um, there are you know, there are construction notices all over the door. There are posts in the stairway. Most of my neighbors have moved out because, um, either they just took a different deal or they were like, I'm not sticking around for this drama. Um, and, um, and I was like, oh, and I'm like, I'm like fighting tooth and nail, like anguishing over, um, you know, hanging on to my dilapidated apartment. I mean, it's very bohemian and charming, so dilapidated in, like, a romantic way, but, um, you know, maybe after 11 years, I don't, I don't, I don't need to live in a hovel. Maybe I just don't. Um, and, uh, so that kind of, that kind of helped ease me along. And the other thing, too, is that just out of stubbornness, like, originally I was told that I might have to move in October, and, and now I'm not moving out until, um, December and so I just feel like I won out of stubbornness so that makes me feel better too like just out of pettiness <laughs> um so yeah so I I went back to that high-rise building that had totally gave me like a panic attack about my self-worth <laughs> and I looked at an apartment and um and then I and then I applied for it and then the so the super crazy thing is that when I when my building problems first started like really happening, I made a mantra that was easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. No, easy, breezy, beautiful apartment life. Um, and, and I was like, I just want it to be, I have to go. I just want it to be easy. I want it to be breezy. And I want to go somewhere beautiful. <sighs> um, so the, the irony is that I have been like anguishing and like so dramatic and so angry and so sad and, and then I, like, apply for this apartment, and they just do it, like, online, and I just, like, I put in, like, two pieces of data, and I, like, instantly passed a credit check, which, like, I th- thought I would. It's, like, those kinds of things make me feel, like, oh, God, what if, like, I have a felony I don't know about? <laughs> like, just ridiculous. But anyway, so it's, like, I passed, so it was just, like, so I was, like, did I, does that mean I have it? And then I, like, Fill out the rest of the application and just like signed the lease like online and then it was just like put in your bank info for your like your first month rent and I was like what like it was just like it was just e- it was just easy it was just like ding here's your apartment and I was like this is where I also have some like weird Stockholm syndrome with like New York real estate is that like my last apartment I got it because um there's like these three women that lived in this office and I you know wanted the apartment and um I they had mentioned to me that they liked Chapel Hill and I happened to be going there for a wedding and I went there went to Chapel Hill found like their favorite peanut store bought them their favorite peanuts it showed up at 8 a.m with like their favorite peanuts $500 in cash and like all of my documentation and so I got the apartment by basically 
brown nosing and also showing up earlier than everyone else. Um, and so I think I was like, I was like, wait, you leases don't count unless you go into like someone's dirty basement and bribe them. <laughs> but like when you're dealing with real buildings that have elevators and dishwashers and like lots of insurance and you know, they maintain their buildings. Um, <laughs> I didn't just say that out loud. Um, things are different. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm still mad that I have to leave and that all of this stuff is going on anyways. But um, I do know where I will be living as of mid-December. And it is in a high-rise. And um, I think there's a really handsome ginger man that lives there. Like, ginger bearded man. Not like a gingerbread man. Ginger bearded man lives there. So, like, that might be very exciting, you know. At least just to be, like, you know, have a neighbor crush. That's exciting. Um... So, yeah, I'll let you know how that goes. Um, it is near the water. I can still bring you the beautiful sounds of the Hudson River. I know you've come to expect them. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. That's the update. I have a place to live. And I'm, I'm excited when I think about things I can buy for that place. <laughs> I'm mad when I think about having to move all my current shit. <laughs> And, uh, I have all the feels, but probably it'll be very, I think, I think in 2020 I'll be like, yeehaw, but right now I'm, I'm just in the middle of it. I'm just like Indiana Jones, you know, trucking through my emotional adventure, trying not to get like slammed by like the sudden booby trap. That's me, emotional Indiana Jones in my high-rise life. I forgot to say that you're doing great. Hello, my beautiful friends, update. It is now January 16th, maybe, yes, um, and I have moved. I am recording this by the water, um, it's not the Hudson River, it's not the East River, it's, I think it's the New York Bay where the two of those meet. Um, I have moved down to the tippy tip bottom of uh, Manhattan financial district so now when I walk along the water it's one walk from my house there's a lot of fairies there's a lot of activity it's very interesting um and uh, I'm, I'm getting used to it I'm it's this like I'm in this weird place of like what happened was I moved and basically threw my stuff down and then a date later flew back home to Hawaii where I'm from for the holidays and then I came back here after New Year's while I was gone, my wonderful friend Luke, because I am nothing without my friends, um, he pretty much unpacked all my stuff and decorated the whole apartment for me and hung on my shelves, and it looks beautiful. So I live in a princess palace. I am, there's, my building has a low rise and a high rise, and I'm on the top floor of the low rise, so I'm just calling it the penthouse, the lower penthouse. I'm in the lower penthouses. Um, yeah, so I live in the building 
that gave me a, a panic attack and an identity crisis and an existential crisis. And I think I'm still in an existential crisis, like a literal one of like, where do I exist? Um, I, it's like every time I come into my apartment, I'm like, I can't believe I live here. This is so beautiful. And also at the same time, I like desperately miss my old neighborhood. And I think I just miss like the comfort and the routine. Um, and I feel weird saying that because like I live in a penthouse, my lower penthouse and my friend decorated my apartment and it's been walking by the water in the afternoon. Real talk. I'm an afternoon person. I'm still jet lagged. Um, but I feel weird saying that like I miss my old place because it was falling down and crumbling. But I, I just, I think I'm still, I'm the creature of comfort and habit and I'm a Taurus and I'm still like, where have you put me? Um, but as I, I recorded all of these things as like message to my future self so that I could listen to them and be like, see, you were okay. And like, the truth is I, I am okay. I like, even while I was having massive anxiety and like freaking out every day, there was like a higher part of myself that like found the nice apartment and like did the logistics of handling paperwork and paying rent and like booking movers. And so like on one level there was part of me that could take care of myself and the other part was just freaking out <laughs> like but i had a lot of friends helping me clean out my stuff and i hired movers and like it was like six or seven men that just like carried everything and like oh my god it was the best thing i've ever done for myself um so <laughs> it's actually really windy today and so i'm recording this from inside castle clinton which is like you know a fort so it's just me looking out the fort window into the water, um, with some churros, you probably hear them. Um, I'm just single-handedly defending the island of Manahata from invaders, so you're welcome. I'm stationed down here now, and I'm like, I'm like the guard. I'm from my penthouse, I'm the guard, I'm in charge, and I'm going to take care of everybody in New York. Don't worry, I got you. Um, yeah, so all this just is to say that I made it, I'm on the other side, and in my mind, I was going to record this and be like, I'm on the rooftop and it's blue skies and high rise living. And like, it is blue skies and high rise living. Um, but like, okay, you know, when Dorothy goes through the tornado and it's like, oh my God, Technicolor or Wizard of Oz, it's kind of like that, but it's also like my house fell down <laughs> like, and I crash landed somewhere else. And it's not, it's like, it's all Technicolor. It's all going to be good. This is like all positive and it's like oh I'm in a new part of the city and everything's cool and different and I will explore it but at the same time my house crash landed somewhere else and that I'm in that moment of like transition and even though my house is beautifully ordered I feel a little chaotic inside um which I feel guilty saying so gosh this was supposed to be like you know what, here's a comforting part of this. Even when it turns out great, it still feels a little bit weird for a little while. So take some comfort in that. <laughs> like, I mean, also, like, the astrology is crazy. So, you know, who knows? Um, 2020, wee! Uh, but, okay, here's a message to my future self. <clears throat> you did end up great. Remember that time when you moved to the neighborhood and you were like, I don't understand where anything is. Where do I get coffee? Oh, I'm freaked out. Oh my god, I don't know which way to walk towards the water. Do I go right or left? Um, remember that time? <laughs> you were fine. You were fine. Um, so yes, this year is about me living in uh, in my lower penthouse. 
and whatever that brings in. But definitely the old chapter is closed, and I'm, like, lingering in the epilogue, being like, are we sure it's over? Yes, it's over. It's over, Laura. That's gone. So, here is to new chapters. Beautiful, beautiful light on the water, you guys. Beautiful light on the water down here. Um, New chapters. Lower penthouses. And... Look, I made it, and I won. I won. I won the hardest. Everyone thought they were going to win, but I won this. So I made it. I won. Here is to whatever is next. And wherever you are, in whatever you're doing, if you're still in the tunnel of chaos and transition, if you're on the other side, if you're just beginning some new something, whether or not you wanted it or not, um, just want to let you know that you're doing great. Um, sorry, one quick thing I forgot to add. Um, my new keychain that I bought is the Ruby Slippers. So it's like, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. Um, which is just funny that I made that Dorothy and Wizard of Oz comparison. And then I looked at my keychain. Um, also, I have like an, a video of like when I first saw my apartment when I got back from Hawaii. And I'm going to link to it in the show notes so that you can watch me be really cracked out at 1 a.m. and see my new house and see witness for yourself that in fact I am okay. And I'm actually doing really, really great. And um, so are you. Okay, I love you forever. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please tell a friend or leave a review. You can find me anytime at fairybossmother.com or on Instagram. I'm at Laura Von Holt. You can also find the show notes for every episode and join the You're Doing Great email list where you'll get behind-the-scenes information and extra enthusiasm at fairybossmother.com. Catch you next time, and remember, you're doing great.